0: Very good. How are you doing?
1: Amazing. So, we are talking about a very important topic today.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And it is called insects. Okay. And insects, you know, I am uh, reading this, uh, the Sunday Indian Express magazine. Mm-hmm. And it is called On a Wing and a Prayer. All credits to Mr. Korshik Das Gupta for writing this wonderful article. And what he highlighted is that it's not for mm-hmm. the insects; we wouldn't get a lot of our plant-based foods. So he very beautifully weaves the story from telling us that uh, mm. now we find less insects. Somehow he says. He mm. says that earlier, whenever the breadcrumbs used to fall, suddenly ants would come and take it. Mm. Now he says it's gone less. Yeah. He also, you know, quoted a study on fireflies that happened in India. Hmm. In an Andhra village, in the International mm. Journal of Tropical Insect Science, mm. which says that the firefly in the same area, mm. you know, compared to 1996 versus the current year or the last year, mm. found that the population of fireflies has gone down by 80 to 90 percent. Mm. And they are ascribing it to unscientific use of pesticides. Mm. And other parts of the world says it's also due to light pollution.
0: Hmm.
1: Because, you know, that light, which is of LEDs and other bulbs, distract hmm. the males and the females who use the play of light and color to grab each other's at attention. Hmm. So it's basically a coating thing for them. Hmm. It's, it seems like from the study. Hmm. Now, it says that uh, having this biodiversity... Of insects is very important. He hmm. says that there are more than thirteen thousand known variety of ants, and ten thousand of the varieties which are yet to be discovered. So they also have a number for the varieties that we have not discovered. It's in the domain of we don't know that we don't know. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Even Einstein probably said that if all the bees are over, we'll. Go extinct, extinct because yes. they are pollinators, they are decomposers, they are scavengers, hmm. and they prevent all kinds of rot. And they also help in uh, making soil more growable because they create uh, through their you know diggings. They create water circulation, air circulation, and nutrient balance in the soil. Hmm. And their excretions are also processed nutrients. Hmm. So basically, the long and short of it, that insects are dying, the numbers are going down, hmm. and this will have a direct impact on human survival. Hmm. So what do you think about it?
0: Well, yeah, no, I, mean, I agree. And uh, read about this more than a decade ago, when there was a mm-hmm. conversation. Extinct and the quote on these. But I'm quite surprised that uh, the study. Radio
1: waves? Repeat the whole thing, or of your voice got cut.
0: Okay. I'm surprised that the study did not mention high frequency radio waves. Okay. Because uh, I remember studying about this uh, more than a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And what is fascinating to see is that there hasn't been much work or much headway made in this direction in over 10 years.
1: Mm.
0: and that time I remember the conversation at least internationally mm. was on cell phone radiation
1: mm-hmm.
0: and even the fact it, that even
1: affecting the insects also or can, it's only effects the birds
0: no it was not about birds at all it was about the bees oh
1: the bees
0: okay. and it was about the fact that uh, uh, bees it was very fascinating in the sense that All human beings, all living creatures are vibrating at certain frequencies. And I'm not trying to quote this from some, you know, some pseudo scientific uh, perspective of vibrations and raising and lowering your vibrations. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that actually physically, the molecule at the molecular and atomic level, you are vibrating at a certain frequency. And the interesting part is that human beings... Now, this is what is very fascinating. We think that we can see everything, Mm. but we can't. We can only see the visible spectrum, which is a very, very narrow band of the electromagnetic spectrum. Yes. We can only see 350 to 750 nanometers. Yeah. And then they say that insects can see different frequencies.
1: Probably, yes, absolutely.
0: And uh, flies, so modern science, if you look at the visible spectrum of insects, modern science has only been able to, to discover like two or three (laughs) insects like mosquitoes and flies and bees, Mm. where they say that they see different frequencies. Mm. And then of course, I think we can fairly well conjecture that cats and dogs and all can also see different frequencies Mm. and human babies. Uh, hmm. can also see different uh, frequencies.
1: Abhi, but,
0: ye human babies also? because even if you study any books on uh, bringing up children and bringing up babies, they tell you that babies can't see as in the way we see things in terms of clearly being able to identify things because they still don't have the brain waves or the brain patterns to even make sense of what they are seeing. And when they are fresh out of the womb, hmm. Their sight is not fully formed.
1: Mm.
0: It takes time to stabilize and kind of, you know, be able to see the way the you know in the, in the process or in the format that we call sight. Mm. And that time, I remember these studies had said that if we don't cut down on cell phone radiation frequency intensity,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then uh, there's no doubt that we are basically hampering in hampering the homing signal of the bees Mm. so where the bees could actually travel much larger radii earlier Mm. without getting disoriented now they can't do that because they get disoriented because there's too many conflicting radio frequencies that are uh, all around Mm. and now somehow the the same study is being done in a new format old wine in new bottle but forgetting to mention one of the biggest impacts that we have today which now I think has become uh, a very serious addiction. And here I think what is really fascinating to uh, to cite reference of is your case, where you have very consciously been able to uh, get away from the smartphone and go towards a lower frequency device. And uh, what I also find uh, uh, equally fascinating here is that Internationally, uh, uh, there is uh, uh, Dr. Devra Adams, if I'm not mistaken, Devra Adams, oh. who has done extensive work on cellulophone phone radiation impacts on human health, particularly uh, in uh, young uh, uh, young uh, people, in uh, children, oh. and uh, she's uh, she lectures extensively. She's done a lot of work. Earlier she used to do work in the U.S. and, and then uh, other international uh, platforms also uh, she collaborated with. But um, each time she came to a conclusive kind of uh, you know evidence-based uh, result, she would suddenly find that her funding was pulled. Mm. <laughs> the program that she was running stopped getting funded. And then she went into Latin American countries and started doing the work there. So I think it's it's quite evident that uh, it's like what we were talking about, that we can keep harping on about biodiversity, but biodiversity is very closely linked to human diversity, which is very closely linked to linguistic diversity, which is very closely linked to Bhasha Bhujan Bhesh Bhavan, Bhajan diversity. <laughs> you
1: know, Gaurav, yeah. you know, I want to crack a joke here if you don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, one boy learned the essay of cow. Huh. <laughs> and the exam came Taj Mahal. Hmm. is a joke, okay? So don't be bad about no, it. No,
0: no, I am. I get where you're driving <laughs> at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. it's so funny.
1: So funny. So huh. Taj Mahal comes, you say Taj Mahal is a very good building. And huh. next to Taj Mahal, there's a village. In the village, there's a cow. And cow has four legs. <laughs> so <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so you know the cow yeah. essay very well. Yeah. <laughs> and no one. Seriously, I mean, you you link everything to linguistic diversity and language, which is something that is the base of the work that you do at Swaraj. So, no, but that's what
0: I'm saying. No, uh, that's very interesting because you only picked up language, yeah, and that is the nature of the human mind, it tends Mm -hmm. to eliminate a lot of other things. Whereas, what we keep talking about is the systemic nature, yeah, the fact that language allows different food varieties to thrive, Mm -hmm. yeah have different food varieties thriving, you have naturally different insect varieties thriving mm. because insects don't just feed on other insects. Yeah. They also feed on different food varieties, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: which is then connected very closely to different tree varieties mm. and all the names of the trees at a local level, like we spoke about the antakshari that we play in the villages. Just to drive home this point, just to prove this point that the local language has such intense and clear knowledge of biodiversity mm. is, uh, is what we fail to understand. Right. Right. And then again, of course, you, we can talk about pesticide use, but pesticide use happens when? When we yes. are trying to grow crops that are not natural to the local area. Okay. Right? And what is very fascinating is the, the work of, say, for example, the Virasat Mission. Mm. And if you read their publications, it's very interesting what they write. Mm. They say, how do you know, as a matter of fact, that the pesticides are not designed to make your crops more pesticide dependent? Mm. How yes. do you know? that the human body if, if made dependent on uh, medicines, the medicines are not really healing you, conjecturally they might just be making you more dependent on medicines. Mm. And over here, what I find equally exciting and fascinating is that at international levels, not in India, mm. when, when my brother was studying in Australia, he said the doctors don't prescribe medicines here. Mm. And these are antipathic doctors. Mm. I went to a doctor with a high fever and Some cold cough symptoms and the doctor said, yeah, you have the flu. I'm not going to prescribe anything to you.
1: Mm.
0: Whereas we are more than readily going towards, you know, Mm. some medicine you must give me. Mm. Medicine will definitely heal me. Mm. And that is then interconnected to what we spoke about earlier, which is water and how all the medicines that we eat through our urine and through our poop go into the water streams. Mm. So, it's all one very large cycle because insects again thrive on humidity. When you increase heat levels, there is an impact. And uh, all of the work that we are trying to now do in terms of the programs that are designed around Alfred Kozhievsky's work on science and sanity, he said the same thing. He said, You have to understand the colloidal nature of the universe. Mm when you increase temperatures even by a fraction, not one degree, like we are saying, one degree, two degree, even if you increase it by a fraction, it impacts entire species. Hmm. And I think there is now enough evidence, enough scientific, You know, I mean, I find it quite interesting that we have discussed the specific topic of fireflies in so many of our workshops in Swaraj.
1: Hmm.
0: Saying that how many of you have Notice this in front of your eyes. As a matter of fact, in Delhi, the simplest question that you can ask people is about duddus, frogs,
1: mm.
0: earthworms, slugs, snails. We have seen them disappear in front of our eyes. But what is really interesting is ke... no, 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 no Raja Singh, I cannot believe you if you have said that fireflies have disappeared. You have to first show me where it is in the journals. Is it a peer reviewed paper? Otherwise, no, it's a conjecture. Sorry. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And this is where, you know, I'm very, very open and very critical. In fact, I've, I've done this even at an international level when I'm taking classes with students in foreign universities. I tell them very simply, studying sustainability is equal to studying a fire while a fire is raging in front of you. <laughs> there is a fire raging in front of you you are trying to understand the science of thermodynamics and heat transfer
1: and, and you know what, there's a way so even this author writes this thing huh. and i
0: want
1: to quote yeah he says that that when there is a yeah the house is burning yeah we don't need a thermometer we need a fire hose <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah by, and
0: and and the best part is said by uh,
1: Jansen. Huh. huh in an international journal on biological conservation. Hmm. Janssen says this. Interesting.
0: Now, what is f- very fascinating here is that the younger generation that really wants to do something about the environment hmm. is first going for degrees in sustainability, then trying to get jobs in the same corporates that are destroying the environment. Right. And then trying to do something about the environment because to dekho. let's first look at Pesa. Mm. and I keep telling them that in India the formula is very simple we start with roti kapra makan
1: mm.
0: eh na? that is why the first stress is always on roti
1: mm.
0: and roti has to be purchased mm. so automatically the, the the focus shifts from sustainability and goes towards economics I mm. not realizing that these two are inextricably connected mm and economists have written enough about it by now okay but again when we say that okay we must conserve biodiversity the english language may not have all the information about species at all mm. and like you're saying very rightly that 10000 species are yet to be discovered here i'd like to quote that when we talk about indian traditional knowledge mm. we talk about The number of yonis or the number of life cycles that a Jivatman needs to go through to complete its journey on the planet. We talk about more than 8 lakh species. Modern science has not discovered more than 4 lakh species.
1: No, 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 no. We talk about Charasi lakh, 84 lakh.
0: 84 lakh, sorry. 84 lakh species. Right. And, and not even half of that much has been discovered by modern science because modern science is restricted to the only language that modern science knows and thinks and expresses itself. And it's very simple. If you get out of your head and stop looking at, you know, it's, it's very interesting that that uh, tongue in cheek joke that you used for the essay of (laughs) exactly the same thing that everybody knows the English language. And then when you go somewhere else and somebody tries to speak to you in another language, you first replace the language with the English language and then start saying what, you know, Mm. and stop listening to the rest of the world and stop listening to what the people who are living in harmony with nature are doing. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, the people who are living in harmony with nature actually are poor.
1: Yeah.
0: But is that really poverty? Or is the poverty in our seeing? Mm. Is the poverty in our listening?
1: Mm-hmm-hmm.
0: Is the poverty in the fact that we don't see any other frequency?
1: Yes. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we spoke a lot and we gave a lot of gyan and we also questioned a lot of. Know, things and you know, I really enjoy pulling your leg, you know, because that way you give us the right information. Already.
0: Absolutely, without the a moment, doubt, the I moment don't. you're
1: enraged and the moment you're uh, provoked, <laughs> <laughs> you're, the, you're at the best form. <laughs> so, thank you. <laughs> we are available in major platforms Apple, Spotify, and Google. So, please keep listening, keep sharing. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. See you tomorrow. See
1: you tomorrow.